0: Lord God, we just coming to you right now, Father. We thank you. We lift our voice because that's what we're supposed to do. We lift our voice because we refuse to allow the stones to cry out in our place. God, we want you to hear our worship. We want you to see our worship. God, we desire with all of our heart to be pleasing in your eyesight. I thank you and I praise you for the worship team that you've blessed us with here at the Body Dayton. I thank you and praise you for young people that you've blessed with gifts, Lord God, to honor you, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would bless them. Bless this, Lord God, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, ladies. We appreciate you. Are we blessed here or what? I just... I needed, I I, I just wanted to hear that chorus one more time because it just, it blessed my soul. I, I try to go back and I try to be prepared to come out. And uh, I feel like I have to leave worship early. So I'm like, you know what? I'm the pastor. I'm going to go ahead and just have them sing through it one more time while I'm out there. <laughs> I think I can do that. Man, man, oh man, oh man. Um, it just, I love that song. Elijah was practicing it. And I'm like, man, what is that? And I'm listening to the words, and I'm like, ah, oh, gratitude. I mean, come on. Like, he's worthy of so much. Pastor Ben, you hit the mark there, bro. You hit the mark. Come on. I mean, our, our words are not enough. Our, our songs are not enough. But that will not stop me from attempting to praise his name as much as possible, because he's been that good to me. Oh, man. Well, how's everyone doing this morning? All right. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Look, it sounds like y'all awake today. That's good. That's a plus. Man, oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to jump right in. Uh, Actually, before we jump in, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Uh, So you heard uh, Miss Heather tell us about Awake America 365. And I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to ask you as the body, Dayton, uh, to be in prayer. Will you intentionally and specifically throughout this week and the next, just set aside some of your prayer time um, or maybe special prayer time to pray for that weekend? Uh, I just, we, we have an expectation of God um, to see souls saved, To see fire fed and lit. Um, I just, I wanna see the Holy Spirit moving in this place like we've never seen it before. Um, I wanna see miracles happening. I wanna see transformation happening before our eyes. You hear what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times we get content with praying and then hoping and then, you know, looking later down the line. I want to pray and I want to see it happen right here, right now. I don't think that's too much to ask of God. I really don't because He said He would do it. Um, I think sometimes it's just a matter of us having a greater expectation. Amen? All right. So do me a favor and spend some extra time praying that God would show up and show out this weekend. Okay? All right. So. <clears throat> I want to share with you, um I, I don't really have a title, but Peter said something in this scripture that I'm going to be sharing with you today. And what he said was I'm I'm going fishing. Uh I'm going fishing and <laughs> what what just, what just Oh, Ben, yeah. <laughs> I heard the amen and I didn't, it didn't click with who said it. I should have, I should have known though, you know. Uh. He like, he like, pastor, pastor, that resonated with me, me too. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, See, wait one second. See, you got me. (laughs) Ben is, Ben is a, a fisherman. Okay. And I, we all know that, and that's why we're laughing. But you know what, Ben? Just in that moment, I had an epiphany. I told you that I don't like fishing, but that's not true at all, right? I'm just a fisher of men. You feel me? Come on. Come on. God just, God just validated me. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, Lord, God, you just didn't give me the gift of fishing. He said, I, I beg to differ. Amen. Amen. From now on, when y'all start talking about fishing, I'ma step up. I'ma step up. I'm, gonna step up. I'm gonna be like, I caught a whale the other day. <laughs> Pastor Jeff know what I'm talking about. Come on, brother. Shoo. All right. Look, it's the small things, Jesus. Let's go. <laughs> but anyways, when when I was reading the scripture, that hit me and it, it caught me and drew me in and made me just plug in a little bit more. And as we go through this, you may look and be like, man, why did he choose that as the focal point? I'm going fishing. Um, But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So let me just share just some of the thoughts that, you know, just had me going. I've had a few different jobs in my life. My wife used to say that she was Almost positive, I was on a schedule with my job change, and I don't, I don't, I didn't see that. I mean, <laughs> um, <clears throat> especially when I was getting laid off, that had nothing to do with me. I think that was God's schedule. I, I didn't do it, you know. About every three years, though, it seemed like I would go through a job change, uh, whether it was on my own or whether it was because, you know, the company went out of business, and I was like, Lord, what is going on here? Like, I really couldn't figure it out. And any time I would go through that time, uh, you know, I, I I found myself feeling nervous and, and afraid and lost, um, you know. But when I look back, when I look back, I realized that any time one came to an end, uh, at some point in time, I always found another. There was, there was always another one. One would end, there was always another job. But it, it never failed that in that time frame, in the moment, I was always nervous, afraid, and scared. And, and here's the thing. This is what I know. Uh, that, uh, this is what I know now, let me say. That was silly. That was silly of me right? Looking back, it's like, what, what are you afraid of? Why are you nervous? And I mean, I, I don't even have to go this far back. But as soon as that other job came into play, I would always be like, you just spent, you know, th- this long being afraid and scared. I, I even begin to resent myself just a little bit because at one point, um, there was, I mean, it was about three months. Three months I went without a job. And bless the Lord, uh, you know, he gave me a mind to save and, and, and uh, budget my money, according, you know, like I should. And so, therefore, during that time, I was not lacking. I was not lacking at all. So, when the job came back into play, I found myself resentful. Do you know why? Because I spent... Every bit of that three months, freaking out. And when I started back to work, I just said, you just missed a prime vacation opportunity. (laughs) I mean, come on. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we beg for time off. Three months? There I was. For three months, I could have been out at the park, hanging with the kids, enjoying myself. And I know some of you guys are like, no, 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 you should be looking for a job. You should be putting that application. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But I don't know something like I like I know I'm I'm on the edge here. I'm, I'm walking a line. I get it. I get it. But I mean, is there anybody out there that knows the same God I know? Is there anybody out there that has seen him come through multiple times? Is there anybody out there that thought to yourself, why did I spend all this time? Why do we do this? And and so I look back, you know, and I'm like, golly, you're silly. You're just silly. Time after time after time after time. And there you are, cowering in the corner running around like a chicken with your head cut off and God's just like just just rest just come and rest with me come come here just i i set this up for you and me just come come and hang out with me no 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 we can't do it we just cannot do it why do we why do we allow fear to creep in why do we let this happen to us? Why do we let the enemy sneak in and steal? Wait a second. I mean, we even know that that's what he's going to do. It's not even like it's a surprise. He ain't like. No, he's not doing it. Like it's we got red flashing signs. We got every. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And he's at your back door, front door, side door. He's, he's got you surrounded. And we're like, oh, he's got me surrounded. But there's a song that I know we sung in worship one time that said that though the enemy might have me surrounded. But, but God has is, God is got me encapsulated. He, so no matter what's going on out here, right? There's nothing that can touch me in this zone. All right. Now, I feel like, man, I am i know I'm already preaching. I know I am because I'm, I'm speaking the truth. And it's so horrible that we allow the enemy to do this. But the truth is, is the reason we allow the enemy to do this is because as it's human nature that we fear what we don't know. We fear the unknown. There's no part of us that is... Like, well, let me not, some of us, there is, there's no part of us that is fearful that God's not going to do it. Can I get an amen there? I, I, I believe that. I really believe that. The time that I've had to spend in front of you, I've got enough amens to know that you trust God in some areas of your life. 100%. You have no doubt that He's done it before and you believe He'll do it again. But the problem we have, the, the issue that we have is, The unknown, and the unknown is when. Maybe the unknown is how. Come on. (laughs) Jesus. And see, we get wrapped up and tied up and tangled up in in this fear, and we allow it to, to creep up on us and get us all just bound up. And there we are for three months, bound up when we could have been Enjoying what God has placed in our lives. Man. We get restless. Anybody here get restless? We get restless waiting on God. We get restless. But just because you've got that time, don't... see. I'm going to keep going back to that three months because just because I was, I was not going to work didn't mean I couldn't be doing something beneficial. But it also didn't mean I needed to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I could have been taking that time and doing what I know to do. Ah, go. oh, God. Okay, so let's just let's just for for the sake of time and, and making sure that we're all on the same page. Whatever your issue is, I want you to, to grab that thing in your head, the thing that's got you tied up and wrapped up, the thing that is taking away from you having the opportunity to just live in peace, to be at rest, whatever that is. And for me, I'm going to go back to the three months where I didn't have the job. And it's like, right? We, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I need to do next. Lord, I don't know how. Lord, I don't know when. Lord, and we're hyperventilating. And God's like, just, just be still and know. Be still, like you want me to just sit and do nothing? No, no, no. Just just do what you know to do. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do right. So I told you to get that thing in your head. Now tell me, tell me when you know there's nothing you can do about that thing. What do you know to do? Now I bet a thousand things have just went through your head. Like I said earlier, the thing for me was, I need to fill out applications. I need to go and talk to job people. I need to go with, right, it was all of that stuff because that's the stuff that I needed to do. Air quotes, right? I'm, I'm not talking, don't, don't get, do not go back and be like, Pastor Dwayne is irresponsible. He told me just to go sit down and play video games. That is not what I said. I'm talking about being I'm talking about being effective and efficient as pertains to the will of God. There you go. there you go. So what could I have been doing? What, what is there that you could be doing that will be effective and efficient as pertains to the will of God? Hmm. That three months, that three months, I could have been spending time with my wife that 3 months I could have been focused on building my relationship because can I tell you that it wasn't long after that can I tell you that it wasn't long after that that the enemy came in and he he about ripped my marriage apart see y'all t- I didn't get no amen there because y'all didn't see y'all didn't see y'all obviously didn't see 3 months God set aside for me to have free from work and any thing that I needed to be doing. And instead of taking as pertains to the will of God. Tell me it ain't in the will of God that, that my marriage is doing well. Tell me it's not the will of God that I should be showering my wife with love as he does the church. How could I do that if I didn't even know how to do that? Okay. Because I had three months that I could have been figuring that out. Right. Oh man, I, Pastor Jeff, I must, I must be in somebody's woodhouse because I'm not getting any amens. And I'm, I'm just using myself. I don't mean to be tiptoeing in your area. I'm using myself if I, listen. Uh, but I know when I'm not getting amen's and I'm preaching this good, I know it must be some, <laughs> somebody's toes they biting they lip. But listen to what I'm saying here. Maybe for you, it's, it's time spent with your children. Maybe for you, it's time spending your word. We're talking about the efficient and effective time spent when God gives. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Man, the Holy Spirit is here and he's, he's speaking. He's speaking because this is not Pastor Dwayne. I, t- I need to tell you this. He set aside, sometimes he sets aside opportunities for us to meet him. And we're so busy trying to figure out what we need to be doing. But what could you be doing as pertains to the will of God? To be effective and efficient in your life. Oh man. We need to be doing what we know to do. We need to be doing what we know to do in those moments. So, let's re- I want to read some scripture to just begin to bring this into full light, of what I'm saying. I want to go to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, I'm going to be in the NLT version, all right? Go ahead and put that up there for me. All right. So it says this. Now, before, before I get started, this story is coming off of Jesus just being crucified, I just I want to I want to take a second to set this up. The disciples in in our in our way of thinking sometimes when I when God shows me something I just I realize how silly we are in our way of thinking come on now somebody hear this when I say this in our way of thinking the disciples just lost a job Golly, that's good. <laughs> the disciples just lost a job. Y'all should be going and looking. Y'all should be going to fill out some applications. There's a couple different places in the Bible where it talked about what they did. And going to look for applications was not one of them. One of the places said that they were, they were relaxed, reclined. They were reclined in, in somebody's house. They were straight kicking it. Now, now it, at least that's what it sounds like. They were trying. I, I, what I believe, as Pastor Jeff says, if we get in the story. I believe they were attempting to do that. But in all reality, I think they were reclining, freaking out. Let's, let's just keep it real. Oh, my gosh. Peter, what in the world? bro? I don't even know. Hey, can you get me some water, please? I'm hyperventilating here, (laughs) right? And then in another place, another place, it it was keeping it real. Thomas was like, "Uh, I know that he said that he was going to rise again, but until I touch him, I just don't believe it. I I can't buy it. I'm sorry. I just don't know, right? He's like, I just don't know. And, and, And in these different situations, each person is doing something different, saying something different. But then Peter, Peter, you know, we, we know Peter. I like him. I like him. I know he, be, I know he does some things awkward, but right here we're going to pick up and let's see what Peter had to say. It says, later Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is how it happened, okay? We're going to get in the story here. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, uh, Nathaniel from uh, Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder as they call it, and two other disciples. And Simon Peter said, let's go. He said, I'm going fishing. Paul's. Paul's. <laughs> See. I, was that I don't see I'm jumping ahead of myself. I wasn't sure if that was a good thing or if it was a bad thing. I heard Pastor Jeff preach. He preached in this one time and 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 he kind of was he was in the same place. was was Peter like y'all go ahead and y'all freak out. I'm going to put in some applications. Or better yet, Peter didn't even put in no applications. He knew somebody that had a job for him. That's, that's in our time, right? Like, I ain't even worried about it. I'm going to call up Trenton, and he going to get me hooked up. He going to get me hooked up with the, what's the, what's the name? of it? Synchrony. I can't give no shout-outs with Synchrony, you know what I'm saying? Like, they not paying me. I'm just joking. But he's like, I could just go get a quick job real quick. Or, or or, was he trying to be effective and efficient? I'm not really sure because I'm not Peter. But, but just for the sake of preaching to us today, I think Peter went and just started working. That's who he is. I'm going to work. You know what? I don't even know. I'm not sure. I'm going to work. So let's continue. And everybody else said, "We'll come too." So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Uh-oh, they they didn't fill out applications. They didn't they done went on ahead and went and worked at a job, not really getting paid good. The hours ain't good. Nothing's good. They caught nothing. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it it was right after that moment that they realized let me change that they came to the realization why did I change that there because they still weren't sure so they just they just were like that's gotta be Jesus Come on. Okay, see, some of y'all, some of you don't, you must not be remembering the moment when you were, like, going through, right? At the end of my three months, when a job came up better than the job that I had, I was like, that's got to be Jesus. Come on. See, and right in that moment, if you recall, right in that moment is when I felt silly because I was like, This is what I could have been doing because I knew he was going to come through. And now not only did he come through, but he came through better. than. And there they are. And they're like, that's Jesus. I know that's Jesus. So let's get down to verse 10. He says, bring some of the fish you've caught, Jesus said. Now come and have some breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? See, see, they didn't really know. They're in the boat, and he's like, hey, hey, y'all caught anything? No? Why don't y'all throw the net on the other side? Throw the net on the other side. And they like. I'm going to go back to the three months. Do you know how many people told me what I should do to get a job? <laughs> if you ain't never had a job, wait, if you, if you ever had an issue, I don't care what the issue is, if you ever had an issue, then you know that you had about 100 people texting you, emailing you, knocking at the door, calling you on the phone because they had advice on what you should do. But Jesus, (laughs) he said, hey, throw your knives out on the other side. And they was like, okay, okay. You know they was like, "Oh, whatever. (laughs) And they, they did it. And when all the fish come in, I don't care who give you the advice, somebody along the line, listen, somebody along the line as you going through and dealing with what you're dealing with, when you running around like a chicken with your head cut off and you could be resting, but that's beside the point. We touched that already. I won't beat it. I won't be the dead horse. When you should just be resting in Jesus Christ. Uh, somebody comes along who's, who's connected, right, who, who's been listening, who maybe has been praying for you. Like there's a thousand voices, but one of them, one of them is connected, and they speak what God said to you, and they say, hey, why don't you throw, throw them on the other side, and you listen, and you do it, and you don't be like, oh, Pastor Jeff, thank you. No, what you say is, is that must have been Jesus. And then, and then it says, "None, of, none of these disciples dared to ask him. You don't, you don't ask. I'm not, Pastor Jeff. Where did you get that? No, no, because I know, I know, that when it's that good, I know it ain't nothing but Jesus. Right. Amen. They knew it was the Lord." Then Jesus, listen, then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. We find ourselves in these situations. And we. My spirit is my I need to take a second. My spirit is telling me that somebody in here is not getting this right now. If if you just ain't quite getting this, I wanna I'm gonna talk to you. Just for a second, I wanna talk to you if you're just not quite getting this. Let me look around the room just in case I need to look you in the eyes. Right? Somebody right now is not. You're not vibing with this right now. And that's fine. That is okay with me. But what you need to understand is, is that God has been taking care of you since day one. And if you doubt that, if you doubt that at all, tell me why you're still here now. And, 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 and if I'm talking to you and you know I'm talking to you, let's have a conversation after church. We need to have a conversation after church because I need you to give me proof that he has not been taking care of you. If you cannot give me proof, then you need to accept the fact that he has been taking care of you since day one. You need to recognize that it's been Jesus the whole time. You need to look at every single moment when he has brought you out, when he's kept you, when he's saved you. Amen. So that you can recognize this is Jesus. You find yourself in a situation that doesn't feel good. I don't know if it's a transition, if you've been fired, if you've been laid off, if, you, if you've left somebody, if you've been divorced, if you've been, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is. We've all been there and we've all done that. But the thing that I'm trying to tell you is, is there's a place. There is a place when, when things seemingly go bad. And it's in that place that I'm asking you, I am encouraging you, I am challenging you to find yourself doing what is efficient and effective as pertains to the will of God. And the way you do that is by getting in your word, by sitting down and getting close to him and saying, God, here I am. Because what's going to happen is what just happened there. Now, I'm bringing it all into you. I'm bringing it all here. God's going to show up and he's going to do a few things. I just read it in the scripture. He's going to do a few things. Number one, you're going to realize that he's there. So that means he's going to be there. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. God is going to be there. If I'm spending time with my wife, if I'm spending time with my kids, if I'm I'm taking time to read my Bible, if I'm taking time to to grow myself spiritually, God is, Jesus is going to be there. See, this is what the word says. The word says that when Jesus left, he, he told the disciples, he said, I'm going to send a helper to you. He's there. And when he's there, that's when you're going to hear direction. So if you didn't know, you will. Now I know, I know, man, I'm sorry. I know it sounds like I'm yelling, but it's just because I'm passionate about what I'm saying to you, that's all. I'm not angry. I am angry at the enemy because he, he gets us caught up in the unknown when the truth is, is if we would just settle down and begin to rest in Jesus. It's there that we'll realize that he's been there the whole time. All right. And it's in that moment that we will begin to get direction for what it is we need to do. What we should be doing. Specifically. I'm going to take a second. Somebody said, well, I thought you said we're just supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Now you're telling me that I'm supposed to be listening for direction. It's two different things. It's two different things. Just a minute ago, Pastor Chancey and and, and Miss Holly came up and they said that uh, they they prayed for the children. Wait. But before that, Heather said that somebody was going to be coming to help us to do something. Now, the reason I bring the two things together is because Heather said, we're going to get some evangel- uh, evangelical uh, uh, training so that we can, what what she said, uh, go out and, and fulfill the Great Commission, right? Yeah. Creating disciples, baptizing. And then Pastor Chancey and Miss Holly prayed for the children so that they could go out and reach and... She, He named it off in the prayer, Jerusalem and and all of them and to the ends of the earth. That stuck out to me, and I was like, wow, listen to that. We got it. Okay. What I'm saying to you is is that we've got it. You know what you should be doing. When you don't know what you should be doing, you know what you should be doing. It's kind of like my kids. Hey, kids, teenagers, I'm talking to you now. Uh, have you ever been at home and you went to your mom and said, I'm bored? <laughs> I'm preaching. Y'all want to say amen. Y'all know yes, amen. Uh-huh. So I'm bored. And they say, why are you bored? Because what? Come on, help me out now. You know what it is. Why are you bored? What? Let's go, Noah. Look, I'm going to give him Noah to eat preaching. He preaching because there's nothing to do. But the parents know. The parents know, and guess what? The kids know, too. The truth is they know that there's something to do. They even know what needs to be done, but they just don't really want to do that. I know. I don't know if y'all preaching, some of the parents, they amen a little too good right now. Y'all better amen the preaching that's going on. Listen to me. We know what to do. That's the difference. My kids have a chore list, so there are things that they know to do. And until I give them a specific order, a specific thing that I want them to do, then they just need to go through the house and do what they know to do. The things that will be efficient and effective according to the house of Dwayne. You feel me? And then and then when I feel like, man, it's time for me to give them another direction. I will personally, I will go down when I catch them doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's not that I was waiting on them necessarily to do, but they were bored. They found themselves in a place where they were like, oh. oh, oh. That's yeah. That's what adults look like too. Like I'm just keeping it real. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And he like, well, you know what to do. You don't know what to do? I need, let me see. I needed a chore list. You need a, you need a, I got a whole, I got a whole list of things, a whole book of things. Yeah. Look at teenagers, teenagers. This is the moment where you should be reveling right now because what God is doing is, to them is what he, we do to you. You know what I'm saying? You got a whole chore list. Uh, And and don't get me wrong. It's not chores. We all know it's not chores. We appreciate this. But the truth is, is the kids appreciate the chore list too. Because when everything is all clean and everything's all said and done, they like, we got room to walk around. (laughs) When we find ourselves doing what we know to do, God, we, we, we begin to realize he, he will show up and he will give us direction. We realize he's there. Then when we get direction, then he, he brings substance. Let's look. The dictionary. Because I know some of us like substance. He brings food. In there he did. Right? They're out there fishing. He's like, get the stuff from the other side. He's like, now why don't you come on in and get some breakfast? He was on, he was cooking for them. He was up there straight, chefing it up. So that they could have something good to eat. They've been fishing. I need, I need to lay it out for you so you can, because, okay. They had been fishing basically all night. They had been fishing for some time. They were tired, they hadn't caught anything, so they were frustrated. Anybody in here ever been tired and frustrated? I'm guessing they probably hadn't eaten too much of anything. And if they had, they was out on a boat on water. So it wasn't nothing good. Some of us eating chips and snacks. I'm gonna I'm flip it on you real quick. Some of us, oh, don't, don't, don't take no offense. Some of us listening to podcasts, a thousand different podcasts, on YouTube, How to Be Saved. Those are snacks. That's not, those are snacks. The good stuff comes when you sit down and you get in the word yourself. Now we're talking about steak and potatoes. <laughs> Pastor Jeff, tell them, it's a difference when you eating somebody else's food versus you eating your food and it's good. Right. Right. When I cook a meal and I sit down and, it, and it's good, I'm like, hmm. When I sit down and I get in my word and I'm studying the word of God and he's speaking to me, there ain't nothing. There's nothing like that. I love Pastor Jeff, and the man preaches the Word of God. But there's nothing like me sitting down, getting in the Word of God myself. There's nothing like that. And there was Jesus on the beach preparing something good to eat. Y'all didn't get it. There was the Word. There was the Word in flesh. Waiting to give them something of substance. Substance. The dictionary said, a means of keeping body and soul together. There he is. We out running around like chickens with our head cut off, doing whatever we can do. And he's like, I I allowed this. I allowed this so that I could get your attention. I allowed this so so that you could rest. I allowed this so that you could take some time to do what is efficient and effective according to my will. I allowed this. He was, he was, he, listen, he had just been taken away. He had just been taken away. Now, yes, they were, they were probably like, oh, God, he told us this would happen. Wow. But now he's gone. What what are we going to do? What what are we going to do? how are we going to We we don't we don't know what to do now. We don't know what to do. I'm going fishing. I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to go fishing. Well, I guess we going to go with you. We going to go with you cuz we don't know what to do either. He gone. I believe that some of them, some of them might not even have been fishermen. They were just tagging along. But Peter, that is what he actually did. So for all intents and purposes, I really kind of believe that Peter, he was doing what he should have been doing. He probably could have been doing more. But for the unknown, he just went and did what he knew to do. He could have been doing something better. But either way it went, Jesus showed up. He provided direction and then he provided sustenance. And what I'm saying to you is, is instead of us being afraid of the unknown, Instead of us being afraid of the unknown in, in the middle of a situation or as we see a situation approach, instead of allowing yourself to be captivated, hogtied, put down, depressed, oppressed, anxiety-filled, remember that God has always shown up for you. He's always given you direction before, so he will do it again. Find yourself doing something that is going to be effective and efficient according to the will of God. And then wait for him to show up and show out with provision, with substance, with everything you need to keep moving forward. And then when, when, when he comes in with that better job, that better situation, or, or whatever it is, you don't have to look back and say, I wasted time. You can say, I've been headed in the right direction the whole time. Now, I know some of you will walk out of here today, and you'll be like, well, Jesus has got it. And all things work together for those who are called to the service. And you're right. You're right, but there is a difference between the person who runs around like a chicken with their head cut off, stressed out, overwhelmed over the situation in their life versus the person who is effective and efficient according to the will of God. They're they're both going to reach the same destination. But I'm telling you right now. There are some who, you know, you're going to be wore out. Unnecessarily wore out. I'm closing. I'm actually closed. I did that. They didn't even, Miss Katie, she must be, she like into the word. I'm joking. (laughs) Listen, I want to, I just want to offer you a moment. Can we bow our heads? If you, fi- if you have found yourself in a place of unknown, fearful, maybe even allowing doubt to slip in because of a situation in your life, a time in your life, place in your life and you're like man what am I supposed to do what do I need to do God speak to me speak to me God speak to me actually I want to speak to two different people the person who is not asking God what to do you need to go and ask God what to do next And for the person who's asking God what to do, but you're freaking out, I wanna say to both of you, calm down. Ask him, go to him, go before him. But peace be still. Peace be still in the name of Jesus. Rest, rest in the fact No, 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 let me say it this way. Rest in the known, in the name of Jesus. Rest in the known. Knowing that He is God. Knowing what He has asked you to do. The simplest of things. If you're struggling with your teenager, then just do what you know to do. The Bible says raise them up in the way they should go. And they will, they'll return, they'll come back to it. So if you're struggling with that, then just raise them up in the way that you know you should raise them up. Trust that. Stick to it. If it's your husband, your wife, gentlemen, the, the, The Bible says that we should love our wives like like he loved the church. If you don't know how to do nothing else and you struggling with just doing that, you go into Corinthians 13, chapter 13, if you struggling with love, I don't know how to love my wife, go to Corinthians chapter 13, it'll break down love 100%. I'm giving you the easy stuff. This is the easy stuff that we have heard a thousand times. you just like, man, I'm, I'm in my ministry and I don't know what to do. Hey, you know what, just, just minister. Minister to the people that you come in contact with. I'm called to ministry and I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Stop and pray with the person at, at Kroger's. I heard it works. Those are the things that you know to do. These are the things that you know to do. Do those things. And then I promise you, he will show up. I want to pray with you. If there's anybody here under the sound of my voice and you don't know Jesus Christ, then I want to pray for you. If you don't even know Christ enough to even begin to trust him or to even go and ask him for anything. But you want this peace that I'm talking about. you want to be able to rest in moments of turmoil, turbulation, trials and tribulations. You want to be able to rest in those moments. Raise your hand if you don't if you've never given your life over to God, you've never turned over your life to God. You've never said, "Hey, here I am, I need you. I want you to help me. If that's you, you've never done that. Raise your hand. I want to pray with you. I'm not going to call you up or anything like that. Bless God. Bless God. We got a house full of saved, sanctified people. Wonderful. But if you know on the flip side of that, that man, I am struggling. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Something in my life is upside down, sideways, going wrong, about to go wrong. I'm stressed out. I want to run away. I need a vacation. I want to pray for you. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand because I believe that that's everybody in here in some way, shape, or form. You got something going on. Lord God, I just come into you right now, Father. And I I believe that this message today was just to remind us just to bring back to the forefront of our minds, our memories, that you are still God. You have always been there. You will always be there. And that we can rest on your promise. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would awaken your people that you would awaken them, that you would bring back to their remembrance the things that they can do when they're in that state of, I just don't know what to do. Help them remember the small things that they actually do know to do. And let them begin to walk that out as they wait As a song said, no matter how long it takes, I'm depressed, I will praise you. No matter how long we have to wait, anxiety's trying to knock, I will praise you. God, I pray that that would be your people's prayer, that that would be our prayer. I rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus I rebuke anxiety, I rebuke depression, I rebuke fear. In the name of Jesus, God have your way, meet us, meet us where we're at. Give us direction, give us sustenance, help us to trust you with what's next. Help us to realize there really is no unknown. Therefore, there is no reason to fear. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. All right, church, we love you. Thank you for joining us today, Facebook and everyone. God bless you all. Have a wonderful Sunday.